Welcome back to Hey Babe, Conquer Your World. It's Logan and Catherine here and drum roll. We have an an amazing guest today, you guys. Y'all welcome, Dane. Hey, Dane, how are you? (laughs) I'm amazing. Y'all are too kind. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you, Logan, for inviting me. That was like spur of the moment yesterday. And I said, yes, of course. Yes, it's hey, follow your intuition. I was like, the moment you started talking, I was like, I don't know, but we have to invite Dane. I told Catherine, I was like, we need to interview Dane and just let him tell his story on here. So that is why you're here, and we're so happy you are here. Amazing. Well, thanks again. This is so much fun. It's yeah. uh, it's it's amazing because it's my birthday today too, which is even more exciting because. Like, ah! I never, I, I wasn't expecting to do anything other than like go for a walk today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is so dope. Y'all, I have known Dane for several months. I was introduced to Dane inside of all of this material that Logan and I are into. And not only is today Dane's birthday, but this is a pretty substantial day um, uh, for Dane. He made a huge decision a while ago to do something that society would call crazy. So Dane, I would love, love, love for you to start and just tell us, we always say like, like Logan 1.0, 2.0, you know, like before the awakening and afterwards. So, um, we would love for you just to kind of run through what your life has been like, maybe over the last, 10 years. I, I, I know you've kind of been in this material for about a year or so. So like, what was life like before you found all of this amazing stuff that we're doing now? All right. Well, yeah. So um, I got married very quickly in uh, 2012. I came out of a life of, of drug abuse, uh, found faith through Christianity and pursued that with vigor. Also met my, uh, I'm separated, soon to be divorced, but met, met uh, supposedly the woman of my dreams at that point. And it was, uh, it was a blissful, blissful uh, time. Um, the one thing that really kind of hampered any type of spiritual growth was just never being in community and never being in you know, then the Bible as consistently as I am now, but also just not being spiritually connected to, uh, to my creator. And, and that was my fault because I was, you know, more in love with like the feeling of, of wanting to be in love as opposed to like actually pursuing what love is. So, you know, a couple of years of, of like, you know, life is good, honeymoon stage and marriage, life is decent, have a kid. Um, and then like the old pattern started coming back, you know, started thinking about, uh, you know, going back to an old lifestyle of using drugs and, and whatnot. And, you know, occasionally here and there did that, but um, just, you know, fell out of love with me and fell out of love with like my spouse at that point. And, you know, one thing led to another, we had a miscarriage between our first and third, which kind of went 
into another type of like mindset of uh, never really working on that. Mm -hmm. I mean, to come into like, you know, terms with like, you know, getting some help and talking about things. But um, yeah, um, the turning point for me was um, I planned this relapse back in uh, February of 2020. Um, and I planned it out, dropped the kids off, you know, had the whole house to myself for a few days, you know, went and bought some uh, drugs and just went off the deep end, which put me into like a really spiral type of mindset, a really crazy mindset. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I went to the hospital, came back, the, uh, uh, the wife at the time there was like, you got to go. So I left and that was the best thing that's ever happened to me. It was the best thing because it put me into a position for the first time that I had to really fight for something. And I was fighting not only for me, but I was fighting to prove that I am a good dad and that I am a good person and that I wanted to live a life that was set apart from everything that I was encountering throughout the last 10 years. And I remember, you know, moving back at 38 years old, well, 37 years old to my parents' place, going back into the basement where I was living for the two years of separation before that and just humbled myself and literally laid down on my belly and just prayed and, and, and called out, you know, to God for help. And so beautiful. I, I just want to ask, you said that you, you planned a relapse. Why, why did, how did that work? What was going on in your mind to want to do that? How long had you been sober before then? Well, I was sober from 20, from, uh, from July 22, um, 2011 until August 27th, 2012 of anything alcohol all substances and then when I asked uh my children's mother to marry me we had a Coors Light and that wasn't anything big but it was kind of like the beginning of something that always Mm -hmm. kind of played out to the next thing right and I you know I did the AA I did the CA I did all those anonymous rooms you know and it it put me into a a purpose to, to find my spirituality. It was the kickstart and I'm very grateful for that time in my life. But planning, planning the relapse was kind of like, I had moments of sobriety, but I also had moments of like, I would be in the, in, in the darkness of like doing drugs and then stopping because, oh, I have kids, I can't do that. You know, I never did drugs in front of the kids. I was very, very mindful of that. But it, it, uh, it was kind of a, it was a pre-planned adventure into the crazy of my mind. And it, uh, it wasn't what I remembered it being. It was very psychedelic. It was very, very dark. And uh, I'm very grateful that it happened because I wouldn't be who I am now. I probably would have continued living <clears throat> in that same mindset of just trying to survive. Now I'm, now I'm thriving. I'm living. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dane, I have a question. Um, we're just hitting you with all the questions today. Yeah. So this is going to be fun. But so, you know, Catherine asked about like your pre-plan, how you said yeah. pre-plan adventure. Yeah. So 
when you got to it, like it was planned out and you had it in front of you and you were about to like go back down that road, what was your first thought? Was it, I shouldn't do it or, but I'm going to do it to make me feel better or Mm. like I'm going all in answer it. And then I got a follow-up question. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So it's an, it's an answer of all of that, but what, um, I always ignored, I always, I always ignored the voice of reason to say you shouldn't do it. Cause I always, I always acknowledged, you know, the other side of like, you can do it, just do it. It's going to be fun. Just do it. Mm-hmm. And the other side was always like, don't do it. You know what happens. So I always had, you know, that yin yang, you know, evil, good. I always had that in me, but I always went to the wrong side. <laughs> right. And so I asked that and I guess too, like, our previous podcast was all about like intuition. So I'm asking that because us as humans, you know, we don't know how to follow our intuition until like you start like really working on that. So to say, I guess muscle, but like, I was just curious if you've always had like the intuition of not doing it. We just, at that point, you didn't know how to follow, you know, and make that decision of not doing it. How would you say your intuition and decision-making is now? Oh my goodness. Okay. So from a year ago to now, it's completely different, right? There is just a presence in me now that has just never been there before. And there are no dark, there's no darkness now. There's none of that pull anymore. It's literally, I feel like a completely new person and intuition it has a lot to do with that but it also uh, the biggest thing for me is now it's now being able to make a decision based on knowing what I do and if I do that again I know what's going to happen you know would I ever have a drink again would I ever do drugs again no I don't think I would ever do drugs again I'll definitely never do that again no you know what I mean like it's like it's the thought is not even there anymore. And that's the difference is there's no, I don't even want to say voice anymore, but there's no presence to sway me to think that way. And I feel it's just gone into um, a position. I'm in a position now where I understand, you know, the, like the six human needs, like Tony Robbins always talks about the six human needs. I'm living out of the spiritual needs now of like growth and contribution, as opposed to like having that need of, love and significance or uncertainty. And like, I I just, I feel completely different now. That is so good. Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. Your story is just incredible. It really, really is. So, um, you know, we fast forward a year or so or several years. I'm not sure what the timeframe is, but, um, what is life like now in terms of like, what are your goals? I, I had mentioned earlier to everyone today's not only your birthday, but a pretty significant day that you made a big decision for a huge life shift. And you've got these beautiful children and your life is transforming in such a, a miraculous way. Do you want to share a little bit of that with us? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Right. Like with, with, with transitioning from, from an old life to a new life, you, you are going to have a lot of the old life still with you that you have to basically regain the trust of everybody, right? So the life I'm living now, 
you know, I know my mom and dad and, you know, my brother and sister, you know, they're, they're, they're super proud of me and they're really encouraging. Um, but, you know, like the ex-wife is still, you know, coming from that position of who I was. So there's a lot of repercussions that have happened because of that. You know, like I only see my children every other weekend. You know, I'm fighting for 50-50 custody of, with them. She wants full decision-making rights. So there's a lot of uncertainty that is happening. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm basically living in the certainty that I know how to live in uncertainty now. So I know how to, I know how to do that. So, you know, um, when I came into the material that I, that I've been going uh, solidly, you know, night and day. And now I, I, I made a decision that I needed to stop working and doing what I was doing. Cause it wasn't serving my purpose. It wasn't who I was intended or created to be, you know, anybody and no offense, anybody can, can work any job and, and, and be happy making a paycheck, but I wasn't being fulfilled. There was no, um, there was no joy in what I was doing. When I was a server, I loved it. Cause I was on show. I was like the center of attention. I loved doing that. Right. It was so cool. But you know, working in a warehouse during COVID wearing a mask 10 hours a day, it sucked. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I just felt it was, it, it was horrible. Right. And uh, you know, I made a decision to, to leave, to leave the job and to, you know, come and work and uh, work harder on me and get into, you know, a a different role where, you know, I could, I could, I could, and and I I am making just a a huge difference, not not only in my life, but in my finances too, you know? So I weighed the pros and cons of continuing doing the same thing and like gradually making a little more money here and there. But I know that like, you know, going from a server's uh, paycheck, (laughs) with cash to where I was, I, I, I lost 50% of my income. So I needed to like really step up my game, raise my, you know, raise my level of consciousness. So yeah, I just decided it was time to quit. And basically the next day when I quit, I think it was like um, the 27th of, of April, you know, I was offered a position on, on like the 28th and it was like, I made a decision and the next day I was rewarded, right? It was simple. And, you know, I, uh, today was supposed to be my last day at that job, but I said, why am I going to wait? Why am I waiting two weeks? I, so I just like, I quit, <laughs> I quit and, and that was it. Right. So oh awesome. Yeah. I love that so, so much. You have a passion that I'd love for you to shout out just so you can get some encouragement from around and about, but you have a nonprofit that sits closely to your heart. You want to touch on that and tell us what you got in the works there. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. So um, last March, when I came into personal development, like I said, uh, I don't know if I've said this on here, but I told you all there that uh, I only knew Tony Robbins, right? I didn't know anything about anybody, right? Anything about this industry. So um, I did a a five-day peer group challenge on Instagram from, uh, from the very first personal development course that I went into. And I was on day three of the, uh, challenge, but I was on day 11 of reality because I couldn't figure out how to do this challenge. I was stuck. I couldn't figure it out. And then one day, um, the book of Isaiah in in the old Testament of the Bible, chapter 58 opened up to me and it said, repair the breach, restore the path. 
And then like, I just was like, whoa, that's, I felt that. And then I got a picture of widows and orphans in the world. And I was like, it was painted on my mind. And I said, okay, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to create something that is going to help the helpless, like the hopeless, the helpless people of this world that need everything, right? And, you know, it's, it's spawned into like, you know, uh, the fatherless, widows, orphans, you know, the prisoners, you know, all, everything, you know, that, that's aligned with what I believe is truth. And I went through Corporations Canada, I set it up, I have it, I have it all ready to go. Um, so I'm just really excited to, to officially like launch that and start, you know, me first supporting my own not-for-profit and then, you know, it's going to gain speed. And uh, I'm a really big, big advocate on peer groups. You know, you want to always constantly be elevating your peer group status and I really do feel that this journey that I've been on is going to elevate me to a position where, you know, these major corporations in the world are going to funnel their charitable donations through my organization that's going to help these people. And I've set it up specifically to help uh, Nigerians to begin with, because I have a really good friend in Nigeria that is uh, prayerfully laying the groundwork there through obviously prayer. And uh, I do what I can. And that's, that's the passion. So that's my why in life and how and when it's going to come to be will happen when it happens. And how I create my wealth and prosperity is, is coming and it's really powerful. And, you know, I've decided I'm going to, you know, give an X amount every single paycheck and, uh, you know, do what I can do to, to, to help support, you know, what I feel is right in the world, you know? So that's my, that's my why. Oh my gosh. Okay. That is so beautiful. I literally have chills, but I have chills on a whole nother level. Okay. So when you started speaking at the very beginning of this podcast, I got an intuitive hit to pull an Oracle card, right? Y'all are about to be mind blown. Okay. So look at this Oracle card for all you listening to the podcast. You're not going to be able to see this, but we're on zoom. Look at this. It's a woman and like she looks like she needs help like that's so weird Mm. the title of it is new beginnings now let me just read you this says each and every journey begins with the all-important first step when this card presents itself in your reading it's confirming that it's time for you to take the brave leap of faith but be prepared as you do so this card represents that a great new adventure is awaiting you. It usually shows up when there's a significant inner change happening within you. By selecting this card, it's a sign that those important choices are needed and are about to be made or have already been made. Should be and should be carefully pondered on as you proceed with wisdom, thought, and care. Life is constantly trying to nudge and move you forward. At times, it can be daunting when you're faced with a new adventure or direction. Therefore, it calls for inner belief and courage as you take the leap of faith and step into the unknown. During this time, don't be alarmed. If you feel confused, most people are afraid of change and play it safe by staying where they are. Know that you're through your inner guidance, wisdom, and a belief in yourself. And by tapping into these tools you have been blessed with, you'll be propelled forward on a positive life-changing path. Oh, right. Yeah. That's wow. Cool. Yeah. And I was going to say too, that 
what I love about your story, Dane, is that it's like you learned how to dream again and mm. you have so much belief in your ability as a human, you know, a spiritual being in a human body. And you know that whatever you focus on just comes into fruition and you are just constantly elevating yourself. Like I am a, a recovering addict myself. And it's so beautiful when you, just when you were talking about that, I can feel the feeling of how all of that was in that lifestyle and just all of that. And then to come from that to here and build this beautiful belief system and this like concrete faith in yourself that's inspiring for others you know it's super uplifting and motivating to know that it doesn't have to take years and years i say this again all the time like you can change in a short period of time it doesn't have to be like you've screwed your whole life up and now you can't get out of it it just starts with a decision like he says he goes in his basement and just lays on his belly like, you know, that's the moment that the whole world shattered and now he rebuilt it into something beautiful and his experience gives him the ability to serve others in such a special way. So, yeah. God, I love it. Yeah, it, it's, it's incredible. The like, just understanding what the word fulfillment means, you know, like I, I, I truly, truly believe in growing and giving back, right? Like I want to live a life of giving by being authentic in nature, like from my heart. And that's how I want to live. And that's how I have been, I have been living. Um, you know, there are some paradigms that are being, you know, attacked right now that are, that are going to be conquered. And, <clears throat> you know, it's all about growing. And I'm just like on a really, really incredible journey that is very contrary to the normal way of existing that people do. And uh, I, I just don't ever want to go back to a normal life. This is not, this is like, this is normal now, but I'm so excited every day when I wake up, you know, I've, I've got a, an amazing new partner. I'm so happy. Life is so good and it's just incredible, but you got to make a decision to do something like change. I opened You Two Can Be Prosperous to page 137. It says, the importance of persistence in spiritual work cannot be overemphasized. Spiritual gifts are the most expensive gifts in the world. Healing is expensive. Righteousness is expensive. Answered prayer is expensive. Prosperity is expensive. In fact, anything worth having is expensive. It's expensive in the tremendous amount of mental and spiritual coin that one must pay for it. And he's talking about in terms of being persistent in your, in your study and in your, um, you know, in your faith. And that's exactly what you've done here is you made a shift and now you're persistent in elevation. Um, and it's just so good. Oh, so good. Logan, do you have, do you have any other questions, love? I, um, first off, Dane, like I am so proud of you. Like that is so awesome. You're doing so good. And you literally, like, I think Catherine already said this, but like, when you speak, you just have something like very captivating about you. Like mm -hmm. 
it's just so good. Um, I guess I do have one last question um, for all the peeps listening to this right now. Um, I guess it's not really a question. What would you say to anyone that is struggling maybe with where you're at or just, you know, um, in their mind, self-image, like whatever, what advice do you have to give to the world? Um, if you could say just one, not one thing, talk as long as you want, but (laughs) you know, like, what would you like to say to people struggling? Yeah. So one, the struggle is real. I feel you and it's tough, right? It's tough to even think about creating a life that's different than the one you're living in, because obviously it took me 10 years you know, to get to a place, but it doesn't have to, you know, there's a word that I live by now. And anyone that knows me understands that I am, you know, 99% of the day living out of gratitude, you know, like, what is wealth? Like, for me, wealth being wealthy is like, living in abundance, having it being triggered by being grateful, right. And like, I was living out of scarcity. I was living out of that lack, that afraid to do something because of something could happen. Now, you know, who just quits their job without a job and who just like, who quits their job in a pandemic, first Mm -hmm. of all, right? Like that's not normal, but you know, my encouragement to anybody would be, it's hard to be grateful for the situation you're in but there are many things and many ways to be grateful. And for me, it started off with waking up, knowing that I had a challenging life, but being grateful that I woke up. And it started with small micro shifts. And those micro shifts turned into huge quantum leaps. And I truly, truly, truly understand that, you know, our heart changes and then the outer world, everything else catches up. So it takes time. And really like it, it, it doesn't have to take a long time. It took me 10 years to get to a place where then it only took me two months to have a quantum leap. And that's the power of self-image, working on yourself, but living out of gratitude. You know, the whole fake it till you make it crap. I, I don't agree with that. It's not a way I ever wanted to live my life. But when I look in the mirror now, I see somebody that I've never seen before. And I'm smiling now, as opposed to like not wanting to see that reflection. So my encouragement would be to one, just be, be thankful and be grateful because where, where I live in the world, you know, I live in Canada, I have freedom. I live in a time period where I have technology. I live in a time period where I can go on a plane and do anything I want. I have all of the things that people three, 400 years ago would only dream of having. So Mm -hmm. I am extremely grateful every day and I'm very thankful for that. And that's the one thing that I would say is, you know, you can start a new life immediately by just being grateful for what you have now. The rest will come but you got to work. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. You are so damn beautiful, Dane. Like it, it's just been 
such a pleasure you being here. I have another question. Um, and yeah, so I'm just going to throw it out there. What would you say to men that have <clears throat> masculine energy that is <clears throat> like mostly observed as like, you know, people that don't really ask for help or don't yeah. really seek guidance? Um, do you have any advice for, you know, yeah. that situation? Well, if you're a book reader, um, there's a book called The Way of the Superior Man by David Data. Okay. And it, it's an absolutely incredible book, which showed me a lot of the areas that I failed as a husband, where my then wife took on the masculine role of the relationship and lost the femininity, right? Mm -hmm. So wow. I would always say be reading something, um, but it's, it's not as tough as you think when you have the thought to reach out, do it because it's like, it's us. We block us from living and it's our minds. And once you can unlock the mind by working on self, you know, like it's incredible. Any spiritual book is going to say the same thing, just in a different spiritual language. Right. You know, my, my, my big thing is like Matthew 22, 37, you know, love thyself or love thy neighbor as thyself. Well, how can you love your neighbor if you don't love yourself? And how can you love him? How can you love your creator? It's all linked, right? So self-worth, grow and give back connection. You know, it's all about, it's all about being around like-minded people too. So look around and, you know, uh, the people that I hung out with before, obviously, uh, are, are not in my life now. So we are who we hang out with. My mom used to say that to me all the time. I used to laugh, right? <laughs> yep. and, uh, you hang with dogs, you get fleas. Well, that's it, right? Why, why go back? Why, why go back to the vomit, right? So absolutely. Oh, this has been so great, Dane. I'm so happy that you came and spoke with us today. This has been amazing. Well, yes. thank you. Thank and you thanks. again for doing this. And your story is just so beautiful. Well, thank you for kind of, you know, there was no encouragement. It was like, we're doing this tomorrow. Are you in? I'm like, yep. <laughs> hey, uh, that's, yeah. what, that's what it's all about. Making mm -hmm. those quick decisions. Mm -hmm. So yeah. way to get um, uncomfortable, uncomfortable with no preparation and just doing the damn thing. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Y'all, this has been awesome. So beautiful. Logan and I are moving down to one podcast a week. We will be putting it out on Fridays, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. Fridays. Yes. Our life is so busy. We cannot wait to share with you what all is going on. We have so much to update you guys on, but please stay tuned, stay around and keep listening. Um, again, don't forget about our Facebook page. You, Hey, babe, conquer your world. Uh, yeah. And that's about it for today. And, 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 and obviously you guys, if y'all are loving this, like reach out to us on Facebook, tell us how you're feeling us. Tell us how our podcasts are changing you. And also please share with your friends because this message is for the masses. So we love you guys and we'll see you next Friday. Bye. Bye.